0: Bismillah ar rahim Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem Amma friends and elders With the dawn of the month of Ramadan Many of the a'imah of the masajid Recited among the most significant verses That are linked to the month of Ramadan Two nights ago in our Isha Salah The Imam recited Yesterday I was somewhere from Maghrib Imam recited, like that many a would have recited this very significant verse which pertains to the month of Ramadan and that is the verse wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the ordainment of the fast of Ramadan. Ya ayyuha amanu kutiba alaykumu siyamu kama kutiba al min qablikum kum O you who believe fasting has been ordained upon you like it was ordained on those before you so that you may attain taqwa let us understand this verse and see what is the message that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us and how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving this message the quran kareem is such that it is filled and packed with maani and meanings and explanations and uloom and knowledge Sometimes one verse The explanation of one verse can take days The explanation of one verse can fill up volumes Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu anhu mentions لو تكلمت لكم على suratil fatiha. If I only have to give you the explanation of surah Fatiha سبعين And that has to be written down then it will form the load of 70 camels. You will need 70 camels to carry the volumes that will be filled with the tafsir of Surah Fatiha. So coming to this verse, the beginning part of the verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the believers, Ya أَيُّهَا amanu. This is the most common call in the Qur'an, the most common address. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't addressed anyone any person any people more in the quran than the believers amanu this nida and address to the believers is repeated 89 times in quran ya ayyuhalladhina amanu ya ayyuhalladhina amanu o those who believe o those who believe o those who believe and just to understand this in proper perspective next in line are the general people ya ayyuhan nas 20 times in other words, less than quarter. More than you know more than four times more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has addressed the believers, Ya iyyuhaladina Amanu, all those who believe. And this sigha this words of address that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used also has got meaning. There's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses us as Ya iuhaladina amanu. When you call out to someone by virtue of your relationship When you call out to someone by virtue of your relationship Then in actual fact you are trying to spur that person on To fulfill whatever request you have Whatever instruction is going to follow Based on the relationship So one is a father calls out to the son by his name And then the father says, oh my son Like that any other relationship you have, somebody calls out to the dear one by the name or in a loving manner, in a loving tone, then that generates more attention and that spurs the addressee to fulfill the instruction. So the person will pay more attention and then whatever they request an instruction that is thereafter fulfilled with, 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 with an open heart, with zeal, with vigor, on the lighter note, there was a person, a young person visiting an old couple, and he notices that the old man is addressing his wife. Anything he wants, he addresses her in a very loving tone, kind words, oh my beloved, can you pass me this, and other such words like that. So, before leaving, the youngster asked the old man, you know, mashallah, so many years have passed, how have you maintained such muhabbat? That you're always calling her in this loving, you know With loving words, kind words So he says it's got nothing to do with that I forgot her name five years ago Anyway, but when you call out Using words of love and affection And using the words That denote the relationship that you have Then generally Generally it spurs the addressee on So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying Ya al الَّذِينَ amano." That my relationship with you is you believe in me. You have Iman. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says when you hear this in Quran, Ya ijuhladina Amanu, then pay full attention. Give it give it its due attention. Because followed by this are either good things that you are instructed to practice and implement or evil khayrun khairun bihi, sharrun yunha you are either going to be instructed to do some good, or you are going to be prohibited from some wrong. In other words, whatever follows this is a, is is of pure benefit to you. Ya ayyuha aladina amanu. Secondly, ulama explain that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uses this address, so to say, to test us, to see the ghayrati imani that you have that by fulfilling what will follow after this that will be a sign of the perfection of your iman and by lacking in the command that follows this address this would be a sign of the deficiency of your iman and rasulullah sallallahu wasallam has used the same strategy in hadith man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil there are many many ahadith where rasulullah before giving us the instruction or any encouragement to any good, Rasulullah in many hadiths uses this expression that whoever believes in Allah and the Last Day, الاخر, then for example, whoever believes in Allah and the Last Day should honor his guests. Whoever believes in Allah and the Last Day should speak good or remain silent. Whoever believes in Allah and the Last Day should should look after his neighbors etc etc. The same strategy that this is to call upon that iman that you have in your heart, that if you truly believe, then follow the instruction that is that is ensuing. So here too Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya you amanu, kutiba siyam fasting has been ordained upon you. Fasting has been made furrows for you, has been made binding upon you. Now when a person hears this that he has to fast and he has to remain without food, drink, and no relations with his wife for the entire day, morning to evening. Then he might get alarmed, he might panic, he might be worried that, "Am I going to manage this? How am I going to abstain from food and drink for so long?" So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala pacifies us, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala consoles us, and Allah says, "Kama kutiba 'ala min qablikum." This is part of psychology in the Quran like it was ordained on those before you. In other words, this is a task that is very possible. This is a task that others before you have fulfilled. This is something that is not out of your ability. Many others have done it. And this is, this form of psychology we use as well. We use to spur our children on, to spur our near and dear ones on, to give them hope. Somebody is suffering in some kind of sickness. And we say, "See, Alhamdulillah, so many others have been through this. And if we know any real examples, we name them. See, this person also had the same illness. That person also had the same similar difficulty. When we suffer a loss, then we look at those around us. There are so many others who also suffered losses in their lives and they made it through. They passed on. We take positive energy from that. We take solace from that. We take encouragement from that. So here too Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using the same strategy. That see, those before you also had this command. And they managed it. And especially if we keep in mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in general, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created ease for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu So even if it was ordained on those before, the ordainment for us and the command that is directed to us would be easier in relation to those before us. كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون So that you may attain taqwa. You may attain the quality of, of piety like is famously translated. This part of the verse I would like to focus on in more detail in the, in the coming days inshallah. But the message Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first has given us is that you have to fast. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lessened that shock so to say by saying people before you have fasted as well. The very next verse starts with the words ayyamam ma'doodat. Because a person might think again, how long? How long, are we, how long do we need to fast for? And the fast of the ummahs before us differed in their detail. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again pacifies us. And Allah says, it's for a few days. For a limited number of days. Ayyaman ma'adudat. And let us look at this, respected friends and elders. 11 months of the year Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. With no obligation to fast. Yes, the Nafil fast and the Sunnah fasts and the Mustahab fast are encouraged throughout the year. But no fast is faraz and binding besides one month of the year. So, so many other months of the year you are allowed to feast. But on this ayyamam madudat, for this limited number of days, you are required to fast. And this is also a part of psychology in Quran that we need to adopt in our lives. When a person has to endure some difficulty Then think to yourself That how much of Afiyat of alhamdulillah I have already enjoyed in my life My beloved father rahimahullah, used to always console people When they were in sickness Or in any other trial and difficulty With the words that this is a passing phase This is a passing You, are, you, are, you, are, you may be in difficulty It's not easy But inshallah these days will also go and then good times will come again. And a great lesson, respected friends and others, can be drawn from the incident of the famous Tabi'i, Uruwatu ibn Zubayr, rahimahullah, the son of Hazrat Zubayr radiallahu anhu, Urwa was a great muhadith of his time, great muhadith of Medina Munawara. And on one occasion, for a particular reason, he traveled to Sham, to Damascus. And on that journey he suffered a lot There were many different obstacles And many trials that he had to undergo He lost his son also on that journey of his He lost part of his leg His leg became infected And maybe today what we may term as gangrene That affected his, his leg And it had to be amputated from the knee down And there's a lot of detail in how much of sabr Urwa rahimahullah exhibited but one line that he mentions in his dua, he says, Allahumma, O oh Allah, in kunta akhazta fala maa a'tait If you have taken away from me, I meaning you have taken my son away, you have taken a part of my leg away, then you have given me so much for so long. Fala maa a'tait Wa in kunta And O oh Allah, if you have tested me you have put me, put me through a test, bala, some kind of calamity, then عفيت, for so long you have granted me afiyat. In other words, even in his difficulty, even in times of trial, he was making shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the days where he was, where he was enjoying the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So coming back to the verse, عدودات, Allah is consoling us only for a few days. Many other days, 330 days of the year, you can continue feasting. If it is difficult for you, then bathe it because it's not for too long. ايَّا do that. And respected friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected the month of Ramadan. This is the, the most mubarak batch of 30 days in the year. There's no other month that has got so much of fadilah, so much of virtue, so much of barkat. And after all, it is the month that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to reveal His His kalam, His Qur'an in. Therefore, the fast in this month, respected friends and elders, yes, it's an obligation. But understanding the lack of hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says that Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man afhtara yawman fi Ramadan, a person who doesn't fast one day in Ramadan, Without any valid reason. من غير عذر ولا مرض لم يقضه صوم الدهر وإنصامه. The rest of his life he can, he can try to make up for it but he will not make up for it. The technical can be will be done but one day in any other day of the year. But what is meant here is the barakat and the blessings. The real benefit. The anwar and noor and, 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 and the spiritual benefit of that one day in Ramadan. Cannot be made up for in any other in Any other amount of days In any other month Cannot make up for the fast That, ha, that will, would have been carried out in the month of Ramadan The most important command That is directed to us now in these days Is the fast of Ramadan And respected friends and elders Unfortunately many people For no justified reason Yes, if there is a justified reason A person is old and cannot manage person is sickly and he has been advised by a reliable Muslim doctor not to fast and that is besides the point and he is not to blame and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not deprive that person of the barakat of Ramadan in other ways but people who are able and capable young and fit and for slight excuses for flimsy excuses give up the fast of Ramadan then this is a major sin this is a grave wrong Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of fulfilling this entire, uh, the, the, the duties that are directed to us in this month. And Allah give us tawfiq of carrying out the fast in the, most, in, in the best possible manner. I would end with the Masnoon dua that Rasulullah used to recite when Ramadan used to begin. Many of us have the habit of reciting this dua as we draw near to Ramadan. There's no harm in that. The actual sunnah is to recite it when Ramadan begins. Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan. وَسَلِّمْ رَمَضَانَ لِي وَسَلِّمْهُ لِي مُتَقَبَّلًا Oh Allah, protect me for Ramadan. Keep me healthy, keep me well, so I can benefit. وَسَلِّمْ رَمَضَانَ لِي Save God my Ramadan for me. In other words, let me, together with being healthy and able and capable, let me maximize the benefit of Ramadan. Protect my Ramadan for me. Let my Ramadan be a changing experience in my life. وَسَلِّمْهُ لِي مُتَقَبَّلًا Protect it for me by accepting it from me, O oh Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us Tufiq. Subhanahu wa ta'ala.